Jasleen Maxwell was arrested early Thursday morning in New Hampshire. You know, I, I, I don't even know if that's how you say her name, but frankly, I don't give a damn, right? And I'll say this, that deserves to rot in hell. Hey, when you're going into like hostile territory, you have to be very careful of how you conduct yourself. When I was doing my interview with Raz, we were actually being like, like literally five feet off, five feet away from us off camera were two block members like watching us, right? So you have to be very careful about how you conduct yourself, what you say. Like, because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sick of the so-called experts, right? We had experts tell us coronavirus couldn't be transmitted person to person. They told us to wear masks, not to wear masks, and then to wear masks again. They told us two to three million people were going to die. They told us last month that two million jobs were going to be lost when two, three were created. They told us this month only one to two million jobs were going to be added, and it's almost five million. They told us 20 to 25 percent of the population was going to be unemployed. Now it's down 11 percent. Didn't even reach those numbers. I mean, who? But the Hoosiers were named after a black man, but I don't think... 98% of Indiana's population knows that. Had no clue. But I bet you more percentage of the population knows that Indiana was a hometown of the KKK. What does that tell you about what people are taught? Welcome to the College Conservative Podcast, episode 30. Today, we're going to talk about Independence Day, Ghislaine Maxwell, and we have a special guest on later who was actually in CHOP and he interviewed Raz the Warlord. So... Before we do that, check out our shirts. They're on the screen right now. We got Nasty Nancy. We got 13 Stripe Life and some cheaper shirts for the college kids out there. But next, we got to get, before we get into the subjects, we got to read off some ads from our sponsor, our first sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Forge Leadership Network. Forge Leadership Network mentors, trains, and connects young conservatives, equipping them to lead in politics, culture, and business. Forge invites our listeners to attend their Forge Leadership Summit taking place in Columbus, Ohio on July 21st to 25th. We might be there, maybe. There's a decent chance that at least two of us might be there. Um, the Forge Leadership Summit is a five-day intensive filled with dynamic trainings, professional development, and renowned speakers. Accepted students represent talented conservative students and young professionals ages 18 to 25 from across America wanting to engage in politics, culture, and business. If you are 18 to 25 years old and would like to develop your skills, build your professional network, and be connected into the conservative movement, don't delay and apply for the Forge Leadership Summit taking place July 21st through 25th. Visit forgeleadership.org slash apply. That's forgeleadership.org slash apply forward slash, by the way. For more information and to request an application, put College Conservative Podcast, College Conservatives, that's plural, podcast, in the How Did You Hear About Forge field to automatically receive 75% off tuition. So what did we say that was? It's like 450 450 bucks bucks. off. Yeah, so it's a big deal. So that's forgeleadership.org forward slash apply. And don't forget to mention College Conservatives Podcast in the application form. So with that out of the way, let's get to... I think you want to go in on Miss Maxwell here. Jasleen Maxwell was arrested early Thursday morning in New Hampshire. You know, I, I I don't even know if that's how you say her name, but frankly, I don't give a damn, right? And I'll say this, that deserves to rot in hell. Now, it's not like I use that word often, but it applies to this woman, and I mean pretty much like every sense of that five-letter word because... You know, there was a lot of people involved with Jeffrey Epstein who knew what he was up to and what he was doing, and they're pretty spineless people who didn't come out against him. But 
it, you know, it's hard to put yourself in somebody's position who does have dirt on Jeffrey Epstein because he was so powerful, right? Everybody he knew was mega millionaire billionaires. He was that. He had so much power, control, friends with Prince Andrews, this and that. So it's hard to come out against something like that. But Maxwell literally was the root of all this. I mean, she's the one who, fa- fa- uh, I can't say Facilitate. the word, facilitated so, I mean, who knows how many number of girls that she, not only from America, but all over the world, that she recruited and bribed to give massages and to be raped and probably tortured by Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton, who else? Kevin Spacey. I mean, I don't know. I hope, I think it's it's kind of crazy because everybody's come to a consensus, a consensus that, oh yeah, she'll probably die sooner or later before her court date appears, and that's pretty wild. Yeah, people are already tweeting. Uh, she didn't she kill, kill herself. herself. Yeah. So, how many days until she kills herself? She's uh, in the same prison as Jeffrey Epstein was. Really? That's well, what they're think, saying. You'd think that they wouldn't make the same mistake twice, but they probably... Well, I don't know. I don't think that they can, literally, because I feel like there's so much attention. But you'd think the same yeah. thing about Jeffrey Epstein, too. So, But they know they can get away with things like that. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I give her 10 days. Ten days, Sam. Ten within. I don't know. I think she deserves to be at Guantanamo Bay personally, locked in a room. But I saw this too. Why don't you just put her on a live stream (laughs) so people could (laughs) so people could just see what happens? I guarantee you, there'd be a lot of people that watch that constantly. They'd be there's a bunch of oh, it'd be twenty four hours of the day for sure. See, I think because I want to see who's involved with this and if she will if she will even talk. I mean, she probably will if she's going to get a less sentence for talking. Most people do, so. Yeah, you'd hope so. But I just, I don't know. It's crazy because if she does kill herself or something happens, yeah, how are they going to get away again with malfunctioning cameras and guards sleeping? You think, well, you'd hope that people would finally come out this time and be like, damn, like, we need to request something, yeah, some sort of answer to this. Because it's still crazy with the Jeffrey Epstein thing. A year later that the public knows I mean, how many autopsies did they do that showed this guy didn't kill himself? Yeah. And the people know he didn't kill himself. I mean, the autopsies don't really lie unless I don't think we'd be lied to in that sense. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I hope she doesn't get suicided for the sake of uh, justice because, you know, a lot of people's big names could come out of her. Yeah, no matter who it is. But if, are we good on that? Yeah, yeah, I don't like talking so, about rotten bitches that much. Next, we can talk about July 4th. So, I saw at least at least Pharrell out of probably a lot of more black celebrities. But, you know, this has been a thing coming up. They've been trying to cancel July 4th, Independence Day, which is something that I find crazy. I mean, it's crazy that we're here talking about canceling Wait, July Pharrell's 4th. Pharrell's a multimillionaire that wants reparations? Right, came up off of capitalism in America. You so know. oppressed. Right, so, so oppressed. oppressed. And, I don't know, it's ridiculous that they want to throw out the idea that, you know, founded the country, all men are created equal. It's that it's those words that have allowed us to abolish slavery and that has pushed us to strive for greatness. Every, you know, whenever there's a problem in front of us, we correct it. And I feel like they miss the point if they, however they look at America, however you view it, you could think it's like Mateo, you could think it's racist to the core, you know? Well, I think it's irredeemably racist. Right, so. but the promise that was made in on Independence Day or, you know, that we celebrate on Independence Day, 
still holds true and we're always trying to reach and get that promise you know what i mean even if we're some if even if you think we're some shitty racist country which spoiler alert we don't you know it's still something to strive for so canceling it is just like what's your goal here besides well i don't think they know really what they're doing what's your take on canceling well it's interesting morally it's interesting because the left they'll like promote a regime like Iran who murders gay people who stone women for speaking out of order driving cars the left will you know I don't want to say protect them but on the side well they will side with them over the United States of America and a country where you said where for, what's the Pharrell is his name Pharrell yeah lives in a million dollars his house is huge he wants reparations from white people some who are poor obviously and that's that's, what, that's my whole take is like these so I saw a couple girls on TikTok saying they wanted to cancel 4th of July about make it about LGBTQ this that and I'm like go go somewhere else and see how they treat the LGBTQ community yeah, yeah any I mean anything you said Iran but China they have Muslims in concentration, oh, re-education camps. Yeah. I mean, I mean what else? They kick black people out of their country, right? In China right now, they're uh, Hong Kong's fighting for their independence. I didn't read too much into it, but Boris Johnson, I think he's making some sort of like pass, some sort of passage for people from Hong Kong to leave into the UK. So I think I didn't read into it, so I don't know how true that is, but. I I mean, damn, America should do that too, because those people want freedom. They want independence. Yeah. To bring it back to the America slander, there's more slaves now. I'm pretty sure I think uh, what's the dude's name? Dave Barton said this recently. But there's more slaves now being owned than there ever was in uh, America's history of owning slaves, which is some more knowledge for your head top. Because we only owned what four hundred thousand. So I bet you, if we were to go out on the streets and ask people how many slaves we owned, they'd say millions. That's a it's a video idea right there. We might have to do that in Chi Town. But well, four hundred to make it clear, four hundred thousand came from the Atlantic slave trade, but obviously they had children. Yeah, well, yeah, so. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but <clears throat> oh yeah, they would think millions. When it's crazy because if you ask them how many slaves or something they think China has today, they'd be like zero. They don't yeah. have slavery there. Yeah. India, I mean, all over Africa. Oh, and another thing, fun fact: uh, at the time of the Civil War, only nine percent of Americans owned slaves. Really? Yeah. And we and ended up me, killing our brothers. Was about it the that. southern, those southern Democrats that were slave owners? It was. It was the southern Democrats. But they'll tell you the party switch. Watched our video on that to debunk that. But here's here. I just want some more little knowledge because I feel like people don't know enough about you know history, maybe Black history. Because I don't know. They'd say that our history books were whitewashed. And check out our TikTok. We posted a video about how Woodrow Wilson is behind that kind of. But Long story short, I want to tell you a story about James Armistead. He's the first double spy in American history. Have you guys heard of this guy? I have. Uh, the last name sounds familiar. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's Doesn't he have a common. day? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh. I, I mean, I mean, I was shocked when I heard about this. So, Enlighten us, Keith. So he was a spy um, playing the role of a runaway slave for the revolutionary side, you know, our side. And then he went over to, you know, playing the revolutionary slave, and he got somehow, you know, he started off doing little whatever bullshit, and then he somehow got into 
Cornwallis's HQ, you know, the general, British general. Right. So he was in the, you know, the thick of it. He had all their intel. And then Cornwallis, David Barton tells a good story about it. I might, I don't know, I might put the clip up, probably not. But he's talking, Cornwallis is talking to our spy, and he says, you know, something's going on. They have information on us. They don't know, they know everything we're doing. Would you be a spy for us and go spy on the Americans? So he became the first double agent, and he actually helped us win the war by figuring out the reinforcements that were coming into Yorktown because we ended up trapping Cornwallis in Yorktown, right? right? And he was the guy that got the intelligence that reinforcements were coming, and then we blockaded off the reinforcements and trapped Cornwallis. So some would say that a black man helped us win the Revolutionary War. So there's there's a little historical fun fact. Just for your, just, I don't know who needs it to hear it. It was fun. That was fun. I don't know who needs to hear it, but you know, some good stuff. So now, oh, another thing, real quick. We are Indiana boys. <laughs> do you know where Hoosier came from? Can't no say clue. I do. I can remember being taught Hoosier. I don't know if we were taught this, but I can remember being taught it. I don't remember it being this, but it's actually after a black pastor. So Hoosier, the state name is named after a black man. But you'd think, you know, America is so systemically racist. The well, Hoosiers, they say Indiana. They say Indiana is so racist. The Hoosiers, well, yeah, they will say Indiana is right. But the Hoosiers were named after a black man. But I don't think 98% of Indiana's population knows that. Had no clue. But I bet you more percentage of the population knows that Indiana was a hometown of the KKK. What does that tell you about what people are taught? Anti-American. All right, now we can get to... Current events. I'm off that spiel. If you guys are good, <laughs> yeah, I got. Right. I'll start. I got a couple little stories, but this one I've been on my TikTok grind. So, Clara Janover. She was a Harvard grad. She worked for an accounting firm, and she posted a TikTok a video saying that she'd stab anybody that told her uh, all lives matter. So, you know, they don't like when you say all lives matter, whatever. So she said she'll stab him, which is a violent threat. Yeah. So she gets fired from her job. Because that, that, that is violent, okay? Isn't, this is like... It's not cancel culture, I wouldn't no, say. it's different. Because she's saying she would stab people cancel culture, that disagree with her. Yeah, cancel culture is like getting fired for saying all lives matter. Yeah. Not right. Threat, that's a threat. Like, that's a threat, saying that anyone that doesn't agree with me on this, I'll stab them. Yeah. But then she claims. She doesn't post any evidence, which is fine. I, I'm not saying I don't believe her, but she says that she got death threats. And violent threats against her. You you just made a violent threat, so yeah. you could give them out, but you can't take them back. And it's like, first of all, I would love to see proof of this. And then she's mad she got fired. All oh, they ruined my Trump supporters. She keeps saying it. Trump supporters ruined my life. You, because that's leftism. No They're personal. victims. They can't hold themselves accountable. Yeah. They're not responsible for anything they do. She said she would stab anyone that disagreed with her on this situation. That all lives matter. Right. No personal responsibility. No, no personal responsibility. No accountability. That's leftism right there. Plus, I think it's funny that they use... That she's probably referring to TikTok comments as death threats. And, like, who takes those seriously in the first place? I mean, I looked, though. I didn't see any death threats. So I would love to see her post those. I'm not saying I don't believe her. Yeah. Because if, if anything that's the case, she made the violent threats first anyways. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's right either way. I'm just saying yeah. she's definitely... Needs to hold herself accountable. Before. And I like seeing those Harvard people cry. Love see, <laughs> I love seeing it. 
Yeah, plus they've all been indoctrinated by the Chinese communists that have infiltrated all of our universities. So Especially Harvard. Especially Harvard. So next, I figure everyone's seen it by now, but we could talk about it. The St. Louis gun couple. Dude was out there with the M16. Wife was out there with some little Walther-looking gun thing. <laughs> and... Um, I think it's incredible how they're being criticized for doing that at all. You know, to me, that's just like, yeah, you're going to defend your property when they bust The only thing I would yeah. criticize is the handling of The handling of their weapons is god-awful. Well, his wasn't terrible. I don't no, think she was literally... No, but they it across each other no, and stuff. That like, is true. Yeah. But his finger was off the trigger. Her finger was on the trigger pointing it at people. One now, hand like this. Now like, you don't... funny, but... Yeah, you, you, don't know, you don't know what they were saying to her, though. They could have been... Threatening her, well, so it might have been kill the dog, were, yeah. kill her. Yeah, so it could have been justified, but it still it doesn't look good in pictures. You want to know why they don't have good gun discipline? Which is were they recent gun owners? Point. No, well, I think they were recently registered. Well, they're Democrats, but they're Democrats, yeah, because liberals were torching them. I mean, and we all saw it. They were getting roasted on Twitter everywhere. You know, I saw one tweet liked by people at our school said, "Our parents, what is it? Our parents." Uh, Talk bad about gangbangers and grow up to be like this or something. Like, they did. No, they did nothing wrong. Yeah. They're defending their property. That's what they're cowards, though. They're cowards because as soon as the mob comes for them, they're apologizing, yeah. saying this and that. All you did was defend your property. Right. You did nothing wrong, and that's the problem. They're Democrats, and a leftist Marxist organization comes up to your door, says they're going to burn your house down. And then you're still going to support them and vote for them. Exactly. And it's not like an apology apology to the mob isn't going to do anything. They would still, every day of the week, burn your damn house down. And, again, that's what is a problem with a a lot of people is they're cowards. They do nothing wrong, but they have to apologize for it. And in the the St. Louis, uh, the district, whatever, she's trying to charge them with the prosecutor. And then didn't Chris Cuomo come at him or something? And he told them how he's – isn't he an attorney? Or a lawyer, the guy, the, the yeah, guy. He is. yeah, he is, and he was saying how he's been defending minorities his whole life. Right, donates to Act Blue, yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean it's it's just funny to see them eat their own, and they probably didn't think that it was their own, but then you know, yeah. Well, because the thing, so the, the mob goes for anybody, because the the average white folk is all the same to them. Right, they're all racist white Republicans. If they don't actually know they're Democrats, yeah, they just assume if they don't repent. Which sounds like racism. Kind of sounds like racism to. There's a lot of reverse racism. So, we're going to talk about some, a lot of violence going on, because you see that all over the news, unless you have anything else to say about that. No, I'm good on that. But you don't... So, past 10 days, nearly 100 shootings in New York City, over 112 people injured or killed. And in New York City, they just defunded the police by $1 billion. $1 billion. Chicago's numbers, I don't have them, because it's, it's literally every day, every weekend, they skyrocket, but there's so much violence... And then we didn't talk about this with Salim, I don't recall, but um, Horace Anderson's son, the 19-year-old that was killed in the chop zone. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't even know his name. You don't hear anything about him. But this the chop was supposed to be some, what do they call Summer it? Summer of love. Summer of love. But a black kid that's 19 dies, loses his life, and the leftist media doesn't even care. And all this violence in Chicago, the one-year-old kid died... Uh, a three-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, or ten-year-old girl, and they don't care. They don't say anything about it, and it's just a shame. Doesn't fit the agenda. We know that, obviously, but 
we try to convey it to the other side, but it's hard to do. It's hard to do. So let's bring it back to New York real quick. I'll have graphs up on the screen right now explaining what I'm saying. But Cuomo's been talking smack about other the Republican, more Republican states that have that have uh, surges outbreaks. Well, yeah, I guess you just call them surges. Which another thing is, I thought we all understood when when states went on lockdown that they would experience a spike anyway but it would just be later because they were on lockdown like, yes that's what i was saying to somebody that well not only is it common sense but they also have good they should have good advisors and things telling them like hey yeah once you guys open up you're gonna see a surge in spikes because right. you're now opened up yeah i thought that was like the general consensus yeah. but and obviously I, not i remember <laughs> seeing people saying that way back in the day but i guess now they need to stir some but anyway, he's been talking smack about these. Um, Pretty these much states. DeSantos and Abbott. Yeah, and on the screen right now there will be a graph showing how most, at least Western states. I'm not sure about Eastern, but you'd think that Eastern states would be affected. But most Western states are infected from New York. It's something like, geez, I don't know. Most like all of them. I think there's one state that's like 50-50 between California and New York where people are getting infected from, and those are Western states. So. I mean, your brain just goes to think that eastern states are just as are getting hurt yeah. more by New York. So, basically, we can all thank Cuomo for uh, what's what would it be incubating a the outbreak outbreak further. Also, another thing here is seventy one percent more Americans have died in New York nursing homes and have died in Florida, the state which has a larger population and an older population than New York. So. You know, Cuomo is in no place to talk. Right. And I don't... Do you have any more of the stats? Because I don't no. want to mess these up, so you you guys can just look them up. But it was something for, like, every million people, there was, like, over a thousand corona deaths in New York. In Florida, it was, like, in the hundreds for every, like, million people. Something like that. And Florida has a bigger population and... It's older. Elderly, but more elderly people living in Florida than in New York. So Yeah, we talked about it early on, but that nursing home thing... See, I, I made the mistake, like our governor didn't make, didn't require nursing homes. Doesn't mean they didn't encourage it, but they didn't require it. But we talked about New York a long time ago. That was a huge mistake. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, f- almost 40% of the deaths in the country come from nursing homes. I think it's a little more than 40, like 42, 42%, yeah. I'm, I'm good on that, though. But you mentioned um, the... The 19-year-old kid that got shot and right. chopped. That brings me to my next point. We'll play the clip of the interview because it's pretty sad. These are kids, man. I'm 50 years old. Man, these are, these are kids, man. They should have been stopped this a long time ago. It's starting to get, excuse me, but it's getting to a point. You know where, you know it's getting. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. Just I'm so sorry, Mr. Anderson. I, I, you know, I can only say this as a dad. I, you want to break Sean Hannity? I, you know, I'm a pretty tough guy. That will break me. What you somebody that asked for this, and they need to come talk to me, and somebody need to come tell me something, because I still don't know nothing, and somebody need to come to my house and knock on my door and tell me something. That, you know, I don't know nothing. All I know is my son, was, he got killed up there, and he's just a, it's just, just a 19-year-old. No, that's Horace Lorenzo Anderson. That's my son, you know, and I loved him. You know? And that was my son. You know? 
parts of family. Don't worry about everybody, it. Everybody, everybody. Sir, the left is uh, what? What? How his dad reacted to that? And like, he got no news about it from the cops or anything, which is heartbreaking. I, that's tough to hear. Yeah, it sucks. And um, the mayor finally decided to act when they threatened her house. Right? That's what it was. Oh um, yeah, that's how they always yeah. do. And then thirty-two arrested. Glad to see Chopkin taken down. Summer of Love's over. Not so Summer of Love when the Summer of Love's coming for your house, though. I think that's funny to know. Because, and I guess Trump's game plan of um, letting them hang themselves worked, you know, because they showed how spineless Democrat leadership is. You're right. It did work. It's just unfortunate what two people lost their lives, more, businesses think, were destroyed. I think more than two. Yeah, I mean could have easily been more and the situation is not funny because the kid died but the hypocrisy is just again she lo- she the mayor loves the summer of love chop and they come to her door and I think Port- she's like oh no wasn't it, the Portland mayor did that too I think when yeah. they were going to set up their zone right outside of his home or something and then, oh, it got dismantled it, but the left are such the left is such filled with hypocrites like Alyssa Milano too they found her wearing some sort of blackface thing and she's like Oh, I didn't mean to. I didn't know. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like you. This is what you guys want, yeah. and then when it comes for you, you're like, oh. Yeah, it's that's why I think we should let them eat themselves. Might but, as well. But all right, enough of us talking about chop. We actually interviewed someone who was there, and who interviewed Raz. So we've had him on the show before, Slim Juma. We're gonna cut to that interview now. We were going to discuss Chaz, right? Yeah. yeah. So so we ba- we got like four questions for you. It should be quick. Right. And uh, if you're ready, we can just hop into the first one. Yeah. All right. So just in general, how was your experience visiting Chaz Chop? Is there any like not- notable experiences? I saw that you talked to Raz and we kind of want to talk to that talk about that later yeah bro so i i definitely got to talk about my interview with with warlord raz so first off i mean like that interview was actually done before chaz started uh it was done on june 9th so that was actually a few days before they like took over chaz and like created their own autonomous autonomous zone or however however you're however you pronounce that um so basically like when we were talking to raz so first off i have to say when you're going into like hostile territory, you have to be very careful of how you conduct yourself. When I was doing my interview with Raz, we were actually being like, like literally five feet off, five feet away from us off camera were two block members like watching us. Right. So you have to be very careful about how you conduct yourself, what you say, like you can't, you can't be like a blatant, blatant conservative, right? Like you can't, bring up like certain statistics and stuff even though you want to right you have to be a little bit more um quote unquote, yeah you got to be a little bit more quote-unquote understanding of like left-wing beliefs and that's fine i mean like i grew up as a liberal so i know how to like masquerade as a leftist so it's it's not like that big of a deal but um Honestly, like if you talk to Raz beforehand, I, I will say this, the guy seems like he has a pretty good head on his shoulders. I wouldn't be surprised if, because when I did my, my undercover stuff in Chaz, I was only there during daylight, right? Like I would not stay after 10 p.m. Um, and a lot of the stuff that happens at night is the stuff that you miss, which is really important for like how Chaz uh, operates and like what's going on with like the politics of Chaz. There's multiple factions. There's the BLM guys um, and like the feminists, the leftists that are just there for like the BLM protests. So like 
I guess you could call them more like the social justice warrior types. Then you have Antifa, your black bloc types. Um, and then you have like Raz's crew, right? Which a lot of those guys, I'll, I'll say this, there's a lot of gang affiliated people in, in Chaz. Like I still remember they kicked out this old guy that was wearing a CAG hat, a Keep America Great Again hat. And uh, as the car drove by at, while they were kicking him out, I recognized a lot of the gang signs that the guys were throwing up outside, of, outside the window. They were bangers and they especially in an area like that, you don't throw up those signs unless you're affiliated because if you're not affiliated, someone's going to question you. And if you end up not being affiliated, they're going to beat you to the ground or kill you depending on how they're feeling that day. So you just like, I feel like Raz got in over his head. Um, he seems like a, he seemed like a pretty reasonable, smart person. I don't know if you guys have watched my interview, but yeah, I watched a little bit of it and I was kind of surprised because yeah, yeah, he seems smart, but then you know you see the clip of him handing out ARs to, like you know anybody on the street. Yeah. yeah, like it's like, dude. <laughs> I feel like he lost control of the situation very quickly. He didn't know how to deal with the politics of what was going on in Chaz, and I feel like the the white leftists. Like I, I feel like I do this a lot, where I put a lot of the blame on white leftists, but a lot of the times it is like Antifa that is to blame for a lot of the biggest problems. So I feel like a lot of things were co-opted beyond Raz's control and he was simply not experienced enough in politics to like understand what was going on. That doesn't excuse him. People are still dead regardless. Um, yeah. The person that died from the, um, the, like when the ambulance was trying to come in, they couldn't come because the protesters were blocking the police. Um, <clears throat> there was the situation just the, uh, just like what, what was it? Not yesterday, but the day Two before. That the 14-year-old was, he's in critical condition. He was shot. The 16-year-old died. Um, this is on, this is partly on Raz. It's not, he is not excused from this. Um, outside of that, my experiences were interesting to say the least. A lot of those like left-wing people were just like college hipsters. Like they're the same dumbass, like, sorry, <laughs> trying to keep the swearing down. Um they're the same like college SJWs you would see at like your 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 university or something. Right. A lot of those kids were there because it was like anarchist Coachella. Like that's literally what it was like during the day. It was a giant music festival. Um, and I mean, like I made friends with a lot of the leftist types and like a lot of them really aren't that bad. Like they just are unfortunately indoctrinated by social justice mentality, which we now see coming into the mainstream. Yeah. So was it, I've heard a lot of stories about how it's like the air is just clouded with weed smoke. Is that true? Oh, definitely, bro. Everybody's smoking bud. It's, it's everywhere. And it's not just bud though. Like the, like it's very much again, like a music festival, like Coachella or Paradiso. Like it's it, like people are doing blow, people are doing E like, and you saw a lot of those overdoses um, because the medics at chop or Chaz or whatever were clearly not able to handle it. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's yeah. Do you think so, the federal government should do anything about it or just let the mayor make her own decisions and let them so, run wild? So with the left, right kind of cultural war that's going on um, there, there's a really big issue here. So I know as, especially as conservatives, we believe in states' rights. That's a huge, huge issue to us. But the problem with not having federal enforcement and interference here is the fact that with the cultural war going on, you're either on Trump's side 
or not on Trump's side. Like there's only, there's, that, that's, there, there's no in-between here. And Jenny Durkan, which is the mayor, and Jay Inslee, which is the governor, are very much not on the side of Trump and will basically do anything to attack him, no matter the loss of human life or the abject illogical stupidity that we're seeing that's coming from them. So while I don't believe that we should have federal government interference normally with the left-right war that's going on, you're not going to see anything done if we don't get federal government interference here. Um, and I think what people were talking about was the Insurrection Act, um, where uh, the, the president can't send in federal troops without the, uh, the gov like the states actually agreeing to it. So I, I, I don't know, like, they'll have to come up with something because Jenny Durkan is incredibly incompetent and she is not going to be able to deal with this, even many, if she wanted to. How many blocks did they have taken over? Cause was it, was it in Portland Six or was it Seattle that they, the police were taking down some of the barriers? Yeah. So that actually, that, that did happen. So Portland, uh, they did try to create an autonomous zone and uh, they failed miserably because they tried to do it outside Mayor Ted Wheeler's house. And for the first time in his life, he actually tried to enforce the law. Shockingly, it was only because they were outside his house. Um, and this is very much how Democrat politicians operate. Obviously, Republicans and conservatives are not perfect, but Democrat politicians, they only do things. They only do this kind of thing when it affects them personally. In Olympia, um, there was a mayor, the, the mayor of Olympia. She was basically very pro-BLM, very pro-protesting, yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> Soon as her house got tagged up, said oh my god they're domestic terrorists so okay so okay so it's okay if they burn down our businesses but yeah lady as soon as someone goes after your house it's all gloves off that right matters, yeah. yeah but it was only six blocks in seattle that they took over so uh getting a little off topic real quick we had talked about our last podcast about some of our problems with the republican party and conservatives and particularly like how they could improve i noticed now you're a what do you call it? A right-leaning independent is what you call yourself. Yeah. So we're going to talk about why that is and where do you sure. think Republicans can improve. So I'm very frustrated with like the GOP. And I think a lot of people are, especially like, especially Zoomers and millennials are so frustrated. Like right-leaning Zoomers and millennials are so frustrated with the GOP. Um, a lot of us are just... Uh, it's not even necessarily because we're farther right than the GOP is. It's just, we're, we're so frustrated with them. Um, and, and, and Tucker Carlson actually, like, like he's mentioned on his show, you know, this party is no longer the quote unquote country club Republicans, but I mean, yeah, to an extent he's right, but he's also wrong, right? Republicans, especially like the elites of the GOP are very, very elitist, right? So you'll only see the same like 10, 15 blue check marks on Twitter that get retweeted by them. They invite each other on the same, on their shows. They don't help younger right-leaning activists, right? And that's one of their biggest problems is you don't see people that are, are for instance, not affiliated with like Turning Point USA are not invited on Fox News. Uh, they don't go on any podcasts. They don't care. When we get doxxed, when we get attacked, when, I'm on the front lines, dude. I'm literally on the front lines going into like black block heavy areas, videoing Antifa right up to their face. And I've, I'm not on Fox News. I don't care about my own influence. I just want to get the message out, dude. Like that's literally all I care about. And, but without influence, without the social media followers, I can't do that. If somebody disappears my Twitter account tomorrow, 
Um, I, I have like 9,000 followers now, so I, I, I would matter a little bit more. People might ask questions, but back when I only had like, you know, 1,500 followers, dude, nobody's going to question it. They'd be like, oh, yep, another right-leaning Twitter account got zucked. Who was that guy? But even one retweet from somebody with a blue check mark, right? Even one retweet, for, for, it doesn't even have to be like a politician. It can be a commentator, right? One retweet from them would get me another thousand followers. And that's actually happened. Minnie Robinson retweeted, like she's one of my friends now and, and she's been retweeting me. I got like my first thousand followers from her, right? But they don't do it. They don't care about the younger right-leaning activists and every young right-leaning activist, like every college kid that the GOP loses, that's another foot soldier gone, right? And if we don't have the numbers here, man, the left controls liberal media, they control pop culture, they control pretty much everything. They, that's why they outnumber us so heavily on, on, on social media sites like Twitter and at all these universities. So if we don't have the numbers and the foot soldiers, how do you expect to be taking them on, right? So as far as improving, I mean, just help out right-leaning, like just help out younger right-leaning conservatives. For you guys, for instance, get you guys on Fox News, um, get you on some blue checks podcast just to get your names out there, right? Because they so complain about all the young people, about the young people aren't doing anything, but then they don't support us when we do. It's a yeah. Yeah. And, and that's one of my biggest frustrations with the GOP. And that's actually what I've noticed from a lot of people that I talk to who are not like affiliated with like Turning Point or, or whatever. They're not necessarily groipers or whatever. They're not like hard right or whatever the case may be. They're just like, dude, what does the Republican Party do for us? Why should we side with them? Yeah, that's a good point. So that's Salim Juma on his experience in CHOP. And we asked him what he should have done because that was before they got taken down. But it's still cool to see insight from someone who was there. Talk to Raz, which, you know, we saw his take on Raz. But moving on, we got a couple more things, Evan. I just got two more things. So month of June, 4.8 million jobs added. Unemployment is down to 11.1%. Obviously, that's still very high. So, I, but I think common sense will tell you after July 31st when the extra 600 on unemployment goes away, people should be more willing to go to work. But the reason I bring that up is because, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sick of the so-called experts, right? We had experts tell us coronavirus couldn't be transmitted person to person. They told us to wear masks, not to wear masks, and then to wear masks again. They told us two to three million people were going to die. They told us last month that... 2 million jobs were going to be lost when 2-3 were created. They told us this month only 1 to 2 million jobs were going to be added, and it's almost 5 million. They told us 20 to 25% of the population was going to be unemployed. Now it's down 11%. Didn't even reach those numbers. I mean, who... Well, I mean, I know who these experts are, I think. I think people don't realize that even these experts, whether they're scientists or mathematicians, economists, whatever, that they have an agenda too and they are funded by multi-millionaire billionaire corporations or people that also have their own political agendas so that's what i mean i i'm lucky i've recently come to realize that but i think a lot of people still put their trust in in all these experts speaking of experts too is anthony fauci i don't know if you could find the clip of him keith but multiple times He's been seen with the camera, or I mean with the mask on in front of the camera. The second he thinks the camera's off, he takes it right off or puts it under his chin when he's still around the same exact people he was while the camera was on. Yeah, it, it shows, and it, and you know that the all the experts, so-called experts, who are supposed to be unbiased, you know they have a political agenda when one second they're telling you that 
a protest is, you know, could put the whole community at risk. And then the next second, there's new reports saying that asymptomatic, it doesn't spread in while being asymptomatic because people are protesting and there's no risk of it spreading. It's, a great point. it's incredible. It's like, right. it's a it, great point. we said it before, we'll say it again, 1984, double think in our faces. It's crazy. That book's never been more true than yeah. literally today. But I think that's something that not enough people are talking about how, remember how, well, they, the experts don't know anything. Because at first they said that asymptomatic people couldn't spread it, right? Wasn't that the first yeah. thing? Yeah. Then they said they could. And now because of protests, they're saying that they can again. Or they might have even flipped back and yeah. say that they can. Maybe. So, who knows? Because you never know with the coronavirus. And that's the incredible thing. That's the incredible thing with the coronavirus is everything has changed. Even the masks. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Oh, it only protect. You know, it's exactly. like. Exactly. All right. All right. Experts. Yeah, we'll believe you. In my but ass. I'm, Last I'm thing here. Fourth of July. It's, not, it's kind of ends on a patriotic note. Pierce Morgan, the English broadcaster, sounds a little jealous in his tweet earlier this week. He says, breaking, just when you thought the news couldn't be more depressing, 8.3 million guns have been sold in the U.S. since March, meaning 2020 is on course to be the biggest year for gun sales in American history. Although Pierce Morgan thinks that's a bad thing, I and I think you guys think that's a good thing. I mean, that's the only thing you have when they're defending the, the funding, the police. Yes. The the argument against the Second Amendment is broken. The left, they can't... You can't argue it anymore. You literally, your own people want to abolish the police. You have no argument, no valid argument, at least. Yeah, they definitely ruined their chances at the two A debate for at least people that have this in recent memory, the Black Lives Matter protest. But um, another thing that I saw was a sheriff. I don't know where it was. I'm forgetting, but he said that he deputized citizens. Florida, I think. If protesters and Antifa started taking over and. It's just shit's the Wild West. Because, dude, that's some shit they did in the Wild West. They deputized <laughs> citizens. That's something... I don't think that's been done for, like... If you were to ask me since, like, fuck, long time ago. <laughs> and that just shows how they're getting overwhelmed, you know. They're they're resorting to some 1901-type shit to deal with anti... I don't know. It's just crazy to me. It's Wild West. You see why people are buying guns. Because someone walks up on your house, and you're going to call the cops and wait. Maybe... I saw... That Detroit, getting off on a tangent here. I saw that Detroit, and this just shows how bad Democratic-run cities are. Detroit has like a 50-minute response time. I'm not kidding. That's not, see, and for a lot of people listening, like, because obviously where we live, and I mean a lot of people, because most of the country is not living in extreme poverty, people will be like, oh, I mean the cops will be there five, ten minutes. But what is it, the average response time is like nine anyways? Yeah, But nine. in a lot of places... But you just said 50 minutes. You think Chicago's any quicker? You think in Chicago they even show up to every place? Right. Hell no. And even if, okay, now we're talking about mobs. Even if the police were to show up in, say, three minutes, then they're blocked off. You know what I mean? Exactly. The people are in. And what like, are they going to do anyways? You see police precincts all over the country backing down to the mob. Yeah. So right. you, they're, they're going to defend you, but not their own building? The only thing that yeah. can defend you is you. And that's like the backwards world we live in. That's usually like the downfall of a civilization, but. When cops who are there to serve and protect, and some of them are bad, definitely. Most of them are good, but they're all considered bad. But people rioting, looting, killing each other, like the kid in CHOP, uh, Black Lives Matter, Marxist, leftist organization, 
is considered good when they're doing all that stuff. That's obviously not. You know, that's usually the sign of civilization going in the wrong direction when good is considered evil and evil is considered good. Yeah, I mean, I I see it. Do you, we'll finish off on this here, this question. Do you think that our generation will have to fight, I guess it would be a kind of defense on the Revolutionary War or a, a type of secondary civil war? I don't know. Well, maybe. That's my answer. Because I think if Trump wins, we will be in good hands. I mean, for obvious reasons. But then I think it'll it'll give four, two, four years for woke millennials that are actually woke conservatives that have a backbone and people of our generation. to It'll give us time to get into politics. And I think our generation really can save this country for the good by putting people in office who don't give a damn about the mob or the media and they will do what's right. But if Trump doesn't win, yeah, I could see some sort of revolution. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think Trump winning buys time for more people to take the red pill. People have to take the red pill. If Trump wins again and it's Obama stuff, how he spied and all the corruption in his presidency comes out, people's eyes will open. But if Trump doesn't win, you know, with Biden, obviously he was a part of that. So the investigations are more than likely going to stop. Then, you know, you got Beto in charge of gun confiscation and yeah. whatever. And you have AOC in charge of defunding the police and all this stuff. Yeah, we're going to go down the wrong track. And the thing is, I mean, a civil war, I don't know how it would be because it would be... You know, be, I think North it would be a Marxist South. revolution. Yeah, That's what I it think. would be like North versus South. But no, this is like brothers and sisters who disagree on yeah. things would be fighting. But it's very possible. I, I think it's very possible if Trump loses. What do you think, pessimist? Over I mean, you know me. I'm the negative guy. I think, yeah, I think it's inevitable. I was just talking about it today. But, yeah, because, dude, I think right now what you're seeing is, like, the very beginning of, like, a little... It's like a Marxist spark. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just... I don't know. It's growing. That's See, that's why I think because... You can go ahead. But what do you think... That's my whole point. Is because to have a civil war would mean that the two sides have different values and morals, which see, is the case, I, which is I definitely see, the case. Yeah. You had a good point like I saying said, that. Good and evil. You had a good point. point saying that it'd be like, it'd be neighbors fighting more so than like one whole region against another. That's why I see it more of just an overthrow. I see it more of people like defending, kind America. of like we were talking, defending themselves in their neighborhoods. And then at the same time, also just overthrowing a government instead of really fighting each other hand in hand. Cause Again, those Marxists—they seem like they're so loud, and there's a lot of them. But I feel like the true Marxists that want the revolution—I feel—I still feel few, like it's small, far small percent of the population. That's how I feel. You might like. be right, though. It might I be inevitable, right. I mean, just because the two sides—I mean, different morals as far as one loves America, one hates America. One loves God and Christianity, the other hates God and Christianity. I, you know what I mean? I it's think like, they're impassable, and I think because if we really want to going on here but uh like i think that this all started in cold war times you know what i mean they planted the professors got the marxists and we're now seeing like the slow progression and it's just the beginning i think and you know there's gonna be panic is the biggest thing and we're seeing that now how people can just i don't know cave and and go crazy when there's a pandemic and then there's a little racial outrage Marxists are taking a hold. I mean, dude, we see now that rioting works, and that's like 
crazy. That's a step in the wrong direction right there. Writing is yeah. going to become normal now because they see that, oh, the only way we can get social change, political change is by breaking shit. And I think we're going down the wrong direction as a nation. Sure. And I think at some point, the silent majority, hate to use that term, but they're not going to be so silent and they're going to have to make a stand. That's why I the, think our side will win. And the, No, but the Marxists won't take, they won't let, I don't think they'd let us take a stand because they are taking their stand. You know what I mean? And it's just going to be an impasse of, of capitalist versus socialist, you know, Marxist versus American. And it's going to be, it's going to be, I feel like there's bound to be some type of conflict unless, you know, some great peacemaker comes in and some, you know, some great leader, but you know, that's a socialist belief. I'm I'm dumb, but it would take so much education reform. That, that's another Our education too. system would have to just totally. It's like I think that people are lost. A good amount of people are just lost to the to the mob of people that'll follow anything, and it happens to be that mobs following Marxist Black Lives Matter. But all right, that's see. You know, one more thing, just just one more thing though. It's because you got to realize that like Joe Biden, like even Hillary, is like as evil as I think Hillary was. 20, 30 years ago when they were in politics, obviously they were not this far left. So that's why I'm kind of hopeful that if Trump wins, well, these people shouldn't be looked at when they're 80 years old anymore as there should be like Andrew Yangs, who I think he's still a little too far left, but someone who's going to come in and be like, whoa, like, yeah, we got to chill out with defunding the police and, you know, all that. And we got to come but toward the middle. Because they're cowards. Andrew Yang is a coward. And I, my argument to that would be that the right's been getting more left and the left's been getting more left over those years which you said because you know so I think they're just going to get more progressive nutty and want to take over the country but that's progressive hey yeah buy the guns man that's the answer to all this but are we good now I'm good that's it for the podcast leave a like if you enjoyed remember to check out the shirts damn it because those support us just help they keep us going and growing that's what I put on the website check it out thanks